All right, welcome back to another episode of Chalk Talk. On today's podcast, we're going to look at the College World Series as well as the NBA playoffs, and we're even going to get into, uh, you know, possibly expanding the college football playoff. But before we get into that, we have our top five uh, father-son duos. Um, you know, recently Father's Day on Sunday, so we really wanted to look at. I think this is an appropriate topic. Um, there's there's been a lot of great, you know, father-son duos. So uh, we'll, we'll kick things right off. Hadley, we'll start with you. First of all, how you guys doing today? Everybody doing pretty good? Doing good. Good to be back. Good to be back. Also, I'm glad to be back. Back and ready to go. Um, so yeah, Hadley, we'll jump right in. Uh, get, get started off here with our uh, top five father-son duos in sports. Yep. So uh, first of all, I want to say that... Um, I hope everyone enjoyed their Father's Day first, uh, but I really would like to see this list be as good as uh, as last last podcast. I doubt it will be, um, but we're going to try our best here. Number five for me, I'm going to go with Joe Horn and J.C. Horn. I think J.C. Horn's going to light it up for the Panthers, um, and I also, obviously Joe Horn speaks for himself. Um, so that's a future one. Number four. Person could easily be my favorite. I kind of tried to balance out skill and um, my favorite, but just putting them at number four, Ken Griffey, junior and senior. Um, so talented together, but um, the guys in front of them, I just like more. Um, number three, I'm going to go with Archie and Peyton Manning. Arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. I don't care about Tom Brady. I, 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 whatever, man. Uh, but yeah, they're great together. Peyton's hilarious. Archie must be a great dad to have four Super Bowls between his sons. Um, yeah, easy one. Number two, Clay Thompson and Michael Thompson. Michael Thompson, part of the Showtime Lakers. Clay Thompson, part of the Splash Brothers. That speaks for itself. Speaking of Splash Brothers, number one, Del Curry, Steph Curry. Greatest shooting father-son combo of all time. Not even close. All day, baby. Oh, Go Steph. I, I like this. I got I got a couple uh, repeats there. But uh, so definitely, <clears throat> definitely uh, you got the Splash Bros. And that would have been interesting to see the, uh, I guess, the Splash the splash Dads, if that would have ever uh, have happened. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, definitely, definitely a solid list right there. And, you know, I have some repeats in my list. So, Sporty, we'll jump to you with your top five. Go ahead. Jump right into uh, it. I don't have any order. I'm just going to say them. Uh, first one, got a little NASCAR. Ooh. Dale Sr., Earnhardt, and his son, the junior. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Earnhardt for the uh, NASCAR. Yeah, there you go. Spot duo. Rest in peace, Dale. Yep, yep, rest in peace, Dale. Next one, I'm going to go with... Uh, Hallie's, uh, Archie Manning, Peyton, Eli Manning. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Great, great father so, sons do well there. Next one. We're going to get a little NBA action here. Uh, the father's name is Rick, and he's got three sons John, Brent, and Drew Barry. Oh, okay. Yep. Like it. Great, great father sons combination there. Uh, I'm gonna go jump back to MLB baseball. Bobby and Barry Bonds. Oh, that's a good one. Those guys, were father and son. Son was his 
phenomenal. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, ne- I never got to see the, the dad play, but he was phenomenal too. And my last one, might as well top it off, number one on my list. The father, Bobby, son, Brett, uh, last name Hall, Hockey. Oh, yeah. Great, great father-son duo. Great players. Son was probably one of the greatest in the NHL. No, yeah, definitely. I, I was look. I was gonna say I saw. I was looking at a couple of those picks, and I almost threw them in there. But um, I think we're all gonna agree on the uh, the Archie Payton, uh, you know, father son matchup there. So um, definitely. Poor some, Eli, man. No, yeah, I know. Poor Eli. Poor Eli. I mean, I I threw Eli in. I mean, I guess it's. That breaks like the duo, but like you can throw Eli in there as well. Just I mean, yeah. But I mean, it's obviously Archie he and Peyton. It. Yeah. Um. So I'll I'll break it down. I'll start at five here. I kind of went four and five for me are, are two duos that I think are on the rise. Um. And I think that they they're gonna you know if we you know did this fifteen years from now we'll you know definitely be talking about these names number five i got uh, vlad guerrero senior and junior Ooh, that's um, a good one Kev. <laughs> obviously you know senior tore it up for the expos and the angels and then juniors tearing it up for the the blue jays right now so they, that's sitting at five um two great baseball players can't can't get better than that um number four i got lebron and i got brawny um I mean, obviously, okay. obviously, there's a lot of hype for Bronny. Um, I could, you know, obviously see him doing well. So I, I think when it's all said and done, that they're going to be up there, uh, father-son duo. And obviously, he's, you know, are all across media right now. So you definitely got to give them some love. Uh, number three, I got uh, Del Curry and Steph, and heck, I even threw Seth in there. Just obviously, just, that's true too. Just potent from from downtown, and they're they're lethal. So uh, got to have those guys on there. Uh, number two, I got Ken Griffey, Se- Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, we got to see Jr. play a little bit with the Reds, um, but I think I think it's pretty cool that they both got to play in the in the, in the same game on the, on the same team. So uh, definitely can't can't go wrong with the Griffeys. And then number one, this is where we had our all our overlap here with the trifecta: Archie, Peyton, and we'll throw Eli in there. Just obviously, Mannings are just you know. Solid quarterbacks, you know, you can just keep going on and on about them. So, um, and heck, we got another fourth quarterback, you know, coming on the way to to college and probably eventually to the pros. So there's there's gonna be a fourth Manning name that we're gonna remember. So um, definitely some some solid top five, and I like the uh, like how we spread out across all the sports too. That was that was pretty that was a pretty solid top five yeah. there. I yeah, I can't believe I didn't think of the Vlad one. <laughs> I I love those those so much. I mean, yeah, that was that was. Phenomenal father son dude. I mean, you, you could probably go. I mean, you got Bich, uh, Bobachet and uh, Dante. Uh, yeah, and uh, Biggio. I mean, yep. the Blue Jays. Yeah, the Blue Jays basically right. just have the father son team right there. So uh, they are coming, boys. Who was my World Series in the AL? Dude, I know, I know. They're maybe not this year, but watch, watch soon. out, <laughs> watch out. Move aside, Yankees and Red Sox. Yeah. And race, don't and forget race. race. No, yeah, and race, and race. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know, while we're talking about baseball, we might as well jump into uh, some college World Series here. Um, obviously, we're down to the final eight. We're in Omaha. Uh, 
all right, I just want to make this clear. I think, you know, Hadley and I definitely had Vanderbilt before this whole thing even, you know, started. Like, we had them in the Super Regionals. Um, but obviously, they are uh, one and one They uh, knocked off – was it? They knocked off Arizona in extra innings, and then they took a tough loss uh, last night to NC State. Um, but Hadley and I did – we have Vanderbilt won it off. Sporty has uh, – this is before NC State – won both of their games. He had NC State winning it all. Um, those were definitely two of my teams, even though, you know, they're on the same side. I think either of those teams have a real good shot because NC State, you know, when you knock off the number one seed in the nation in, in Arkansas in the Super Regionals, um, you're definitely going to do some damage in Omaha. And then to knock off Vanderbilt, who in my mind is, you know, the top team at Omaha right now. Um, NC State's, you know, they were a team that's they, they weren't ranked. Um and uh, they're on a roll right now. I think NC State and I think Virginia are the only two teams that aren't ranked in Omaha right now. But, uh, but Hadley, we'll start with you. Uh, just go ahead, give a little insight to uh, why you picked Vanderbilt and, uh, you know, if you're going to stick with them for the rest of the, the World Series. Yeah, so, I mean, always on ESPN, I, I feel like I always, at this time of year, just saw Vanderbilt being in the College World Series. It was like, it's been like every year of my life, it feels like. Um, so, obviously, I had to go with them. Do I think that a one-and-one one start warrants a, warrants a World Series win? I don't know. I really don't, especially in the type of format that this tournament is. But why not? I'm going to stick with them. Dandy all the way. Yeah, I mean, they definitely are definitely lethal. They got a lethal lineup. I mean, I think last night was the first time since I think they said maybe 20 – the 2018 2019 that they got they got shut out i mean they took a tough loss 1-0 last night you know lighter had 15 k's had maybe one bad pitch where he gave up a home run uh he only had four gave up four hits across eight innings and but unfortunately vandy only had two hits themselves so uh definitely definitely a tough one for vandy to swallow but heck you got i don't know i don't think uh rocker's gonna pitch against uh stanford but with those two those two can easily just you know, lead the way for them, and I mean their offense is too good. I mean, I, I think it is gonna it's it's gonna be challenging to beat NC State twice, but uh, if anybody's gonna do it, it, it it's Vandy. Uh, Sporty, what do you uh what made you pick the Wolfpack? Uh, they're a very strong uh, pitching staff. Yeah, the the, the uh, freshman I forget his uh, forget his name off the top of my head, but he he pitched a gem last night, um, and then their closer. Um, oh yeah, Highfield was the freshman from NC State who came up huge last night for the Wolfpack, and then uh, guy by the last name of Justice. He came in lefty. He was his breaking ball was nasty. But uh, Sport, do you think uh, the Wolfpack? Do you think it, how many how many games do you think uh, it takes for them to reach you know the final there? Can they can they beat Vanderbilt again, or is Vandy is it going to yes, be? Yes, I, I like NC State. My uh, College World Series champs, NC State. Wolfpack, mark it down right now. Mark it down, all right. Uh, do, you, do you like the Wolfpack to, to win? I, I think, I forget when the game, next game is, but, you know, can they beat Vanderbilt a second straight game, or do you think Vandy's, yes. Vandy's going to get them? Uh, nope, Vandy's going to be heartbroken from uh, from uh, the week before. Okay, all right. So you got the Wolfpack beating Vandy in two straight games. Sweep them, sweep them. Get sweep the broom them. out. Sweep them. I'm going to have the broom ready just in case. <laughs> I mean, I think looking at so you got NC State and Vanderbilt; those are obviously our picks. But then over on the other side, you have um, you have 
uh, Mississippi State, Virginia playing tonight, and then elimination games going on right now between Texas and Tennessee. Uh, Arizona is the team back on the NC State Vandy side that uh, is eliminated. So Stanford's got uh, Vanderbilt. One of that plays NC State, um, and then so on. So I, I mean, I think I think Mississippi State. I think they'll come out the other side and hopefully, uh, you know. I mean, I'd be all right with the you know NC State winning all just because the ACC, but uh, I think I think Vanderbilt it would be pretty cool if Vanderbilt won uh, reigning champs and they got they got a solid lineup, so I think they they deserve to win. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if the Wolfpack can keep the magical run going. Heck, I got you know got to give some love to Virginia. They're the other team that's not uh, not ranked in this, so and they're playing some solid baseball. They knocked off Texas or no? Who they beat the other? They beat uh, they beat Tennessee six nothing. Yeah, that's who. That, I think they. They knock off te- Texas or yeah, Tennessee? Like, was it Tennessee? It was, it was one of those two. It was Tennessee. Yeah, they beat Tennessee, and then Mississippi State beat Texas two one. Yeah, so Virginia played. Uh, thir- they had thirteen hits against Tennessee and knocked them off six nothing. Real quick here before we move on to our next topic: Stanford twenty hits in a fourteen to five win elimination game against Arizona. Jeez. Twenty to- hits. Last night's Vanderbilt NC State game had a combined six hits. But. Uh, is ridiculous at any level. I know. <laughs> so, um, it'll be it'll be interesting. So, um, let the uh, let the madness continue in in Omaha. Um, so obviously NBA playoffs are we're down to the final four. Um, obviously the Suns are up one zero on the Clippers. They got, they squeaked out a win there uh, with a Clippers team without Kawhi, but you know Devin Booker. Big triple double, forty points out of him. Um, obviously, you know the the team to beat the Nets. They got upset by the by the Bucks in in Game Seven. Um, there's a lot of different ways we can go with this, but uh, I mean, you know, you got the the Hawks knocking off the 76ers. ers um, But we'll we'll first start with just kind of a, a broad question here. Um, this is something I wanted to ask. Kind of, I've just been thinking about this question for the past couple of days. Uh, bigger disappointment is it the Nets or the Lakers this season? Hadley, we'll start with you. Well, Kev, I would say both teams massive disappointments. Um, it's just such different. Uh, it's really not, but I would say the Nets are more, more disappointing. Um, not that it's KD's fault. KD be bought out, and we will discuss why he is the best player on the planet right now. Um, but it just, I mean, you know, James Harden sat out most of the year. Kyrie sat out, it seemed like, whenever he wanted to. You would think that all of that was just a ploy to stay healthy for the playoffs, and they still couldn't do it. James Harden played his ass off. Sorry. <laughs> we can bleep that out. <laughs> no, it's all good. Just keep going. <laughs> um, James, James Harden played his butt off. Um, but, I mean, like, I think he played 53 minutes. All fifty-three. That's that's absurd because he is hurt. Um, so I re- I really do give it to him. I respect him a lot for that. But he was hurt, and it sucks. But they had to stay healthy if they're going to win a championship. The Lakers also a disappointment. But I think it was really AD to blame. Whereas you had two guys on the Nets, and their role players just could not get it done. Right. Yeah, and it was like. Yeah, that like you know, obviously the big three they they could be all right, but like it just seemed like the other guys, like their role players, they just 
I mean, obviously, you know, Green stepped up in a big, big way. Harris went cold. Griffin really didn't do oh, much. So gosh. it was just like Joe. Joe Harris makes three more threes in the series, and oh, exactly. Yeah, they, they, they're moving on. Um, it just yeah, kind of felt I mean, like you know, they, they, it just felt like they weren't, you know. The big three were ready for the playoffs, but like it just seemed like everybody else wasn't, and that's when it really matters. So, whether you know you want to blame Nash for not preparing, you know, getting the guys ready or making adjustments, but uh, heck, I mean, we'll see moving forward here. But uh, Sporty, who do you, who, who do you think's the bigger disappointment here, Nets or Lakers? Uh, Delphine and Nets. Uh, everyone thought that the trio of Harden, Durant, and Irving would would get it done with, with no question. Well. They weren't the three weren't fully healthy, so the three obviously did what they wanted to do. Sat out a lot, and Irving really didn't play in the playoffs. And Harden got hurt. Uh, I would say Durant, I would say Durant outplayed Harden during the playoffs, but they, they weren't fully healthy with all three, and they needed all three to win, and that didn't happen. So I guess they need more young blood in the. Brooklyn Nets organization. I mean, they need. I think they need. I was, you know, heard some different things, but I, I also think they're they need some some defensive, you know, minded people. Um, you know, when you have a they, they have no they have no inside game. I mean, with that team, I don't know if you necessarily. I mean, for defense, yeah, an inside game would be nice. I mean, necessarily, you don't necessarily need an inside game for offense, but um, when you have three guys like that who their main thing is to score. You know that's not. They're not getting much help on the, the you know defensive side of the ball. If you got a guy like PJ Tucker, you know, he, he he would not help offset you know so much offense, and he could really give teams you know fits. Um, I think you know it's important that they get somebody who can play you know some solid defense for them next year. Um, I think I mean not just not just saying this because I'm a Lakers fan, but I think it is the Nets with the bigger disappointment. Obviously, the Lakers were coming off you know. A championship and they wanted to go back to back but you know it's lebron and ad and then you know you have you have your you know drummond and, and schroeder but it's not like they have a, a trio like the the nets and you got three you know all-stars there in brooklyn i mean obviously injuries both you know hurt both teams but i think at the end of the day i think it was the you know the nets um with the bigger disappointment just because so many people thought that you know they were the team to beat and I mean, if they were healthy, but you know, they're, they're probably you know waiting to play the Hawks. But you know, it happens, and I just think you know the Nets were the bigger disappointment. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I, I truly don't even think the Bucks played well, Kev. I really don't. I, I it's like <laughs> I. They really didn't play well. I, I don't know. I mean, Game Six, they they. I mean, they played pretty well, but Game Seven, you know, throughout the series, it was like. I just, I don't know. I mean, Yana, Yana showed up, but uh, I don't like through the game. I should, I should narrow it down. In the clutch, they didn't play well, and they still lost. I mean, they still won. I just like Middleton was making the shots, whatever. Right. But like, I think it was just the Nets went cold. They were not letting KD beat them, and then no one outside of that could. And it's just like. A role player has to step up. A guy like Joe Harris, Blake Griffin can't foul out. Right. There's a lot of stuff that 
just the guys around Katie just could not get it done. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, like you alluded to earlier, I think, you know, obviously I think Katie, I think the the, the, the torch can be passed here just because, you know, LeBron's getting up there in age. He's still, you know, a phenomenal basketball player, but shooting, just everything. I you got to give the best player on the planet right now to KD. It's clear. It's clear as day. He has he's six eleven. He can do whatever you need him to do on both sides of the ball. Right. He is probably the best scorer our world has ever seen. And like he's cold blooded. He's everything you want. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I'm, you know. Lakers fan, I like LeBron, but it's getting to the point where, you know, he's getting up there in, the, in, in age. I mean, I know KD's, you know, only a couple years you know younger than him, but the way that KD can just take over a game, I don't think you can see, I don't think, I don't think LeBron can take over a game the way KD can anymore. I agree. I think LeBron is still a top three player in the world, but he's not. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely think you know Katie, Katie, Kawhi, LeBron—they're all up there. But uh, Katie's definitely, I think, you know, at least you know without a doubt the most pure scorer and shooter. But uh, I think the torch has been passed for for Katie to take over the role. Sport, do you think Katie's the best player? Uh, yeah. Short and sweet. That's how we like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sporty, do you think? Even though KD didn't win a you know NBA title this year, do you think? Do you think he win? How many how many more do you think KD can win here? Two. Two. Oh, okay. All right. I think that's a fair statement. Um, do you guys expect him more after the loss than you did before? Wait, can you repeat that real quick? Because usually, so usually, if I said to you this guy lost. You probably lose respect in one way or another. Right. But did you guys gain or lose respect for KD after? Oh, I I definitely one hundred percent not lost. I definitely one hundred percent gained respect for him just to play the whole game and, and score the way he did and kind of take over the way he did. I mean, obviously when you have a, a trio, you know, it, you're not gonna maybe the supporting cast isn't always gonna be there. So I mean, he he took over. He took over the game and just put the team on his back. And I mean, you can only do so much, you know, if you're him. So right. I definitely gain respect for for KD. Sporty, what what's your thoughts? Did you gain respect or lose respect? Oh, I, I definitely gained one hundred more than one hundred percent gain respect for him. He was truly balling out there. He just wasn't getting any support. Right. So yeah, um, definitely, definitely, it's gonna be interesting to see. I think it's, I don't know, like I wasn't always. Like, I always watch, you know, the NBA playoffs just because that's, you know, exciting. And, you know, the regular season can sometimes just be somewhat – I don't want to say it's a joke, but, like, they're not always – It's you know, boring. It, yeah, it, it can get boring. But uh, I think that it's just – I don't know. Is it just me or is it there, there's, like, a lot of teams that, that are just, like, contending now? Like, oh, and I, I – it's just – being Warriors – Fan, I enjoyed it, but I know for the casual like NBA fan base, like this is great. This is what it's all about. Seeing, I think the last champion that's remaining is like was in like the seventies, like before the merger, or something, right? Yeah, sixties. Yeah, like we're getting 
a lot of new faces, a lot of new winners, and it is cool to see it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely yeah, that's that's pretty solid and pretty cool. So, um, you know, while we'd like to, you know, I think everybody would love to have seen you know a Lakers Nets final, but at the same time, with these teams, all like obviously the four main teams playing lights out, you know, you can't go wrong with I think any matchup there in the final. Um, I do want to see. I think I want to see Giannis. And the Bucks take on Devin Booker and the Suns. I think that would be a really good NBA title, and that's what I think it's going to end up being. Um, I think the Bucks beat the Hawks in six, and I think the the Suns beat the Clippers in six. Sporty, what, what do you think happens here with the Final Four? Uh, I think the Bucks will win in seven, and I think the uh, Suns will Suns will beat the Bucks in six in the finals. Okay. Suns will beat Suns will beat the Bucks in six. All right. How many games do you think uh, the Suns are going to take to beat the Clippers? Uh, five. Five. Okay. Yeah, with the with the Suns and Bucks, you know, being, I think they're both obviously going to win. But uh, yeah, I, I, it's good. This is going to be this is going to be tough. I think just the way the Suns are playing right now. I mean, if Chris Paul is healthy, um, I think they can definitely beat the the Bucks in six. But, um, I. So I still like the Suns that to take over and, and win it all. Just the way they've been playing and you know the ability to make adjustments, um, I think they can definitely definitely get it done. Uh, Hadley, with the remaining teams left, what, what what do you foresee here in the playoffs? Well, I, obviously high praises to the Suns. Like just like you said, I, I really think they, they're going to take it this year. But I'm going to give the Clippers. I'm going to say six goes to the Suns. Um, I think the way the Clippers are playing right now, they they are hot. So I mean, they might get it. They might snag two games. Mm. Um, but looking at the Eastern Conference, first of all, the Hawks. Okay, you proved me wrong. Um, I said they would lose in five and it'd be a gentleman sweep. <laughs> I am impressed in the team effort. I'm not impressed in Trey Young. You went four for twenty three in Game Seven when it mattered. Um, you can put up those uh, Mickey Mouse stats, but it doesn't <laughs> put past the. Uh, what was it, like 18% shooting percentage? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I really do think the Bucks will handle them fairly easily. I think their momentum's going to run out. I think the, I think Philly was a mess anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Bucks in five, um, and then I'm just going to go straight to the next round. I think I think the Suns will sweep the Bucks in four. Ooh. I think one team is just playing way, way better. Yeah, I Booker, think the East Booker, Booker, is not Booker, playing Booker, well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. It could be Chris Paul. I mean, uh, you would think uh, whoever's voting probably wants to give it to him after all these years. I, I mean, so uh, unless Booker balls out, I, I, I think Chris Paul is a good shot at it too. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I think we're we're all set on the Suns here, but. Uh, I mean, they they are playing lights out right now. So, uh, you know, one last question here on on uh, as far as the, the NBA goes here. Obviously, Ben Simmons. I think we can all agree he's going to be out of Philly uh, here soon. Um, probably, you know, with, at the end of this season he'll be gone. Um, I was just trying to think of you know maybe some landing spots for him, but just because you know the 76ers, they offer they, you know they have that big contract with them, and it's like you know what are you going to get for him just because his you know his playoff appearance did not help his value whatsoever. 
Um, but maybe, you know, where are some landing spots that you could see Ben Simmons, you know, going to Hadley? I'll start with you first. Man, uh, probably somewhere in China right now, because that dude has a lot of issues. Um, mentally, I, I mean, I, I heard a report today that apparently he's been babied and he doesn't really care and his work ethic's terrible, which doesn't surprise me in the least. Um, I think the only spot that could even possibly do something for him would be Golden State. I, I don't necessarily want him here, want him in Golden State. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a fan of him. Right. However, I really do think that he needs to be on a team where he does not have to shoot whatsoever, right. like at all. Yeah. Like he he cannot be on a team where he's got to drop even ten a game. Like he's got to. He's basically got to be a second label. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. He might even have to come off the bench or something for us. The way he is right now. But I, I just... Him passing the ball to them and offering length on defensive on the defensive end is important. So, I mean, it's a possibility. Um, other than that, man, I, I could see him going to like a rebuilding team or something. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I think... I don't know. I was just thinking of you know some different teams i mean obviously you know this trade would it would not even be fair just because you know I, you know we talked about lillard maybe going to the 76ers but i mean obviously it'd have to be way more than you know just simmons straight up for lillard so that's not even realistic but uh i've heard a potential mccullum for simmons but that's again that's still not even you know worth it i don't i don't think so but uh i think there's three teams i just kind of thought of just right now that i think it would be interesting to see him playing that environment. I think first of all, him going to the New York Knicks, I think that would be interesting. I don't think it would necessarily work out with the Knicks, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, playing for the Knicks organization, I think that'd be, it would just be a different experience. I mean, obviously they have a lefty and Randall there that, you know, can essentially do what Ben Simmons does. But, um, uh, I, th- I think the Knicks would be, it would just be cool just to see him in a, in a different environment. Um, Maybe a team like the Raptors, where they have some other scores, and all he has to do is really come in and you know play some defense for them. Uh, that's that's a possibility. But again, I think you know they have money. You know, budget's got to be another thing you got to keep in mind. But I think I just thought about this one. I was trying to think of somebody who you know either some a veteran who's a player or somebody who's just really disciplined. I think it'd be cool if he went to the Spurs. Okay. I think if I think Popovich could really set him straight. <laughs> Like I like that actually. I mean, if if you're thinking of like, see, when I think of Popovich, I just think of somebody who's disciplined, gets straight down to the point, and I I don't know, not that he's won as many times, you know, obviously the equivalent to to Bill Belichick, but I think Belichick and Popovich have some some similarities that you know they just have a disciplined organization, and you know they still win, even if I mean, obviously this year the Spurs, you know, they were what what they finished tenth seed. They had to play that playing game. Yes, I think so. Yes. But I mean, I think it would just—I don't know. I think that would that would help Simmons if he just you know went in with Simmons and or it would help Simmons if he went with Popovich. And I think that could really just kind of turn his career around. If you know, even though he's not you know a, a huge superstar, you know, you got DeRozan scoring and they got some other guys there. But uh, I think the Spurs would be an interesting fit for Simmons. But uh, Sporty, where would you like to see Simmons go? Uh, there's two teams where I was looking here where he might get the, the odds are plus 250 and the other one's 300. Uh, the first one is the Portland Trailblazers is the first one. 
and the second one is the Wizards. See that I was thinking like I so always like see him oh, that would be Brick City in, in Washington. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, that would be terrible. <laughs> like could that you, would be in Brick City. Could you imagine if it was like just Beal straight up for Simmons? <laughs> Westbrook and Simmons on the same team. That would be how many bricks can you have in a game? They could build a house. Uh, that'd be, oh my that'd god. be a nightmare. I mean, I I mean, th- yeah, those are two scenarios where it's like you know, McCollum would probably have to to go, and then maybe even Beal would have to go to you know for Simmons. But obviously, that trade's not going to happen straight up. But uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where Ben Simmons ends up. I mean, I. I was never, you know, like too high on him, uh, but it'll just be it'll be interesting to see how the rest of his career goes. Um, but while we're on the NBA talk here, NBA lottery coming up here. Uh, obviously, you know, number one pick's probably going to go to the Rockets, and you have teams like the Pistons, Magic, and Thunder uh, within the top five. Um, Hallie, I'll start with you. If you're the if you're the Rockets, I'm going to give you four names here. Who are you going to pick at that number one spot? Do you have Cade Cunningham out of Oklahoma State, Evan Mobley out of USC, Jalen Suggs out of Gonzaga, or do you have Jalen Green out of the G League? Yeah, well, I mean, with the Rockets, I mean, they're really, they're really, really bad right now. Um, personally, I, I, I'm not sure about Kate Cunningham. During the regular season, I was stunned. But what he did in March Madness was not too impressive. Um, yeah. I'd say you probably got to take him because he probably is the best player. But I wouldn't I wouldn't mind if they took Mobley. I really wouldn't. Or traded down. Okay. So, so you said, sorry, the, the audio got cut there and then it went like really fast. So you said, would you say, wait, who'd you say the Rockets should take? I said that they should either, they should. Like they'll probably take Kate Cunningham because he probably is the best prospect in this class. Oh, and then if but not, I wouldn't mind them taking Mobley, Mobley. or trading down. I, I think they need a big net. Yeah, they, uh, that that would definitely be a smart move there on their part. Uh, Sporty, I'm gonna ask you the same question: Cunningham, Mobley, Suggs, or Green? Uh, for which team? The Rockets. Uh, I'd say Mobley. I was impressed with him during the NCAA tournament. No, yeah, he's he's definitely a threat inside, and I mean, yeah, I'll agree with you, Hadley. I mean, Cunningham's just because he's the number one overall prospect. I mean, and he can score. I think they're going to give him a shot there, but uh, I mean, Mobley's going to be, you know, a real solid player. So um, it'll be interesting to see how uh, you know Jalen Suggs does, and you know who he even goes to because, um, I mean, obviously the Thunder have. You know, they're probably going to be a top four pick. They just got Kemba, which I don't think Kemba's going to stay in at OKC too long. But, I mean, I don't know. It would just be interesting to see. I mean, I don't, outside of, you know, Cunningham, Mobley, and Suggs, there's, it's going to be a drop-off as far as, you know, NBA talent. But, um, I don't know. It would just be interesting to see how, how Suggs can, can, you know, transition from Gonzaga, you know, all that success, and then, you know, how it's, you know, what it's going to take to, you know, be a great player in the NBA. So um, we'll definitely have to see uh, how this rookie class will do compared to uh, this past year's. 
So, so fun fact about this lottery tonight. Um, so the Timberwolves Wiggins trade, the uh, Wiggins Velo trade, mm-hmm. that offered a top three protected pick. So the Warriors, if the Timberwolves were to pick, say fourth tonight, that would be the Warriors pick. Cool. And and, so, and who would you want? Who would you want the Warriors to pick? Well, I'm assuming it'd be Mobley, Suggs, and um, and Cade gone. So outside of that, I mean, you could trade it. I don't. You could keep moving those assets or take a really good bench player. I, I don't know, but that's that's dangerous to think about. Right. And here, here's here's the thing that like I don't know. Maybe it's and I can only think of one example off the top of my head, and it's going to be from this year. <laughs> But I feel like there's a lot, you know, a lot of times where even if you're, you know, a really great college basketball player, you don't always get picked, you know, top 10, maybe not even in the first round. Like, you know, you've seen some guys in the past who have like, you're like, whoa, like he was phenomenal in college. And then like, he either doesn't get drafted at all, or he gets drafted in like round two. And like, I don't know, I'm just thinking of a guy like right now, like, like Luca Garza, like, where is he going to go in the draft? You know what I mean? Probably second round, and it just doesn't make sense. But, I mean, I, you look back on it, oftentimes NBA teams are right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. And, I mean, like, you know, just looking. I mean, I know, obviously, this guy was obviously drafted high up. But, like, somebody like Jaleel Okafor, who was dominant in college, and he was picked high, but, you know, never really did much. You know, Marvin Bagley, he's, he's doing well in his situation. But, again, he was a high pick, and it's not like – you know, we hear his name all the time. So it's, it's definitely going to be, it's just interesting to see. I think, I mean, obviously it happens in the NFL too, but basketball is just a totally different sport and it's just, I don't know, it's just different situations. So um, that's just, that's just somebody who, you know, came to my mind and I was like, Hmm, I wonder where, he, wonder where he's going to go because obviously he's, he's a really good basketball player, but it doesn't always, you know, transition into the NBA and, you know, teams aren't high up. You know, high up on Luka Garza like that. So, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see here. So, um, and then moving along, right in right in the reins of uh, of college here, we're gonna look at uh, the college football expansion. It's looking like it's, you know, there's a high percentage that it is gonna get done. So, uh, in the new format, twelve teams would make make the playoff. I believe the top four would get buys, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think. That they will take the highest uh, group of five team and allow them to make the playoff. I think that's it. Cool. So I I think I like this system. I've I've always been one for, for you know sixteen teams. Just you know I just think that's that's a solid number there, given you know the competition and you know opportunities. I think 16 is a real, you know, even number, and it's 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 a solid all around. But 12, 12 is also a really good number. You know, give credit for the top four teams with you know for what they've done. Um, and I like, I don't, I think this is this is a rule. It's like they're not automatically giving you know every conference champion a spot into the playoffs. So really, I I don't think so because I don't think every group, I don't think every Power Five school. I mean, granted, if you are the conference champion, you're probably going to be in the top 12, but I don't think it's, like, automatically, like, oh, you're a Power 5 school, you won, boom, like, Oregon, you're automatically in. 
Like if Oregon, yeah. is like, if Oregon's like ten and or what, eleven and two after their conference championship game, and they're somehow outside the top twelve, then I th- I don't think they'll make it. But um, I was asking you guys like what what's your thoughts on a twelve game or a twelve team uh, playoff system? Sporty, I'll start with you. I like I like the uh, expansion. Uh, more football, for more teams gives gives uh gives it gives them a, a chance to prove that they should be in the playoffs. So uh, I'm in favor of ex- expanding it. Too many too many good teams have been left out. So th- starting this year, hopefully they can set the bar at 12 and see what the bottom half can do. Right, yeah. And I think, I forget when the earliest this would be, if they get it passed here soon. I think the earliest might be like 2023, 2024, or something like that. Um, if they can get it done, you know, in a relatively, uh, you know, quick manner here. But, uh, Ali, what, what are your thoughts on a, on a 12-team college football playoff? Yeah, well, first of all, I want to take what we said about the conference champion. I think that's bogus. I mean... Looking at this past March Madness, Oregon State showed out. And I know that's a different sport, but they went from projected last, not very good, to simply just winning their conference champion, their yeah, their conference championship game. And no momentum is a thing in sports. So I mean, if you're if you win a conference championship in your conference, you deserve to make the playoffs. So that's my number one thing. So I really hope that they fix that up. Um, but aside from that, I, th- I think 12 is a good number. Uh, it's, I'm curious to see it, like how the bracket looks like with the, four, would there be four teams with five then? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think that's a solid number. Um, I, I'm curious to see what like, we're talking about, you know, who's in and who would be out. So I'm curious to see the actual rules there, but it's, it's more than time. For four to go. Four is I, I I know you guys like college football a lot more than me. For me, four is very repetitive. It's very boring, um, and it needs to go. So I'm I'm excited they're getting rid of it. Yeah, and I I've mentioned this before. Like you look across all other sports, like there's a certain percentage. I mean, not you know, it's not given that it has to be this percentage. But you look at the postseason and a lot of other sports. You know, you're looking at what 16 teams in the nba essentially well now it's you know what uh 20 20 20 teams could have a shot to make the playoffs in the nba now and just the percentage of teams that make the playoffs or have a shot to make the playoffs across all sports now it just makes sense that you know college football expands i mean march Madness, you have over 300 i believe it's like 300 d1 teams and what 64 teams make make the tournament so um, or 60, whatever, 68. 68, yeah. So, I mean, you're getting a a wide representation of, of teams within your sport. Um, football, what, now there's, what, is it four, 14 teams now? Um, baseball is, see, now I'm getting all confused because when <laughs> growing up it was. Yeah, no, you're right. 14 in football. 14 football of... and then. Um, thirty-two. Thirty-two, and then ba- what's what's baseball now? Is, is baseball up to like six or seven? Um, they have. There's five. Is it five? They, I think they have ten out of thirty. Yeah, baseball. yeah. So five on each. Yeah, so ten. Yeah, so it's like most sports, you're getting like at least a third of your 
you know, teams rep- well represented. So like thirty, yeah, thirty three percent of your teams are well represented, and then in college football, it's like four out of like a hundred, what twenty some. So it's like not even, not even like it's so. I don't know. They just definitely need to expand. And I mean, it'll be interesting to see, you know, the Big Ten and the SEC. Like, how many teams are they going to allow in? Because like, obviously, in like an Auburn, LSU, Alabama situation, like one of those, like two of those teams are going to get chipped at the playoffs. Like in a four-team system. Like, it's just not practical. And even, like, in the Big Ten, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin, like, all those teams are going to get gypped in a four-team playoff. It'll just be interesting to see how they – I mean, you, you can say this with any format, but it'll be interesting to say, like, oh, why is this team ranked 9, 10, or 11 versus, you know, so-and-so. But at this point, if you're not in the top 12, you probably don't deserve to make the playoff. As opposed to a team who's five or six, they have a legit argument, like you know, a legit argument to make a four-team playoff. So um, it'll just be interesting to see, you know, a team like Central Florida, Coastal, BYU, even like Notre Dame, like where are they going to rank those teams um, in in the new format? So definitely hope that uh, the twelve-team playoff uh, exists here with you know in the next couple of years. So um, I really hope if they do expand to twelve, that we see teams like. BYU take down like a Bama, like the, it's just oh, it would yeah. really make good for the sport, right? Yeah, and like obviously, like smaller schools always want to play. You know, if they have a good season, they're always like, oh, well, we would have played well with this team. Well, now you have a shot to you know go play an Ohio State, Clemson, or Bama team. So right, um, definitely, definitely moving in the right direction here as far as the college football playoffs. So, um, any last uh, thoughts? Any uh, Upcoming games, any anything uh, within the week here that we're uh, we're getting excited about? Um, uh, Jacob Degrom still the goat. Ben Simmons and Trey Young suck. Um, <laughs> and hopefully the Timberwolves get number four to convert to the Warriors tonight. Yep, sporty. Uh, uh, I'm gonna see if the uh, Suns can uh, sweep the Clippers. Ooh, can sweep the Clippers full sweep. Um. I think I think a big thing. I mean, obviously, outside of professional sports, um, can uh, can Vanderbilt you know beat Stanford? Can they knock off NC State twice? And can they get it done in the World Series? Um, and then you know we you know we've mentioned some hockey in here. Can the can the Vegas Knights, Vegas Golden Knights, can they win the Stanley Cup? Um, tied two two right now with the Canadians, uh, Lightning, and the Islanders. I think the Lightning are up three two currently. So. Um, definitely hoping uh, Flurry can can get a cup for for Vegas. So uh, that wraps up this episode of Chalk Talk, and we'll be back uh, soon here to uh, send it again and uh, give an update on NBA playoffs, College World Series, and again we're moving uh, one week closer to football season. So we'll be back. We'll be back next time. <laughs>